What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 175. I am your host, Greg. I'm here tonight with Ryan. Hello. <laughs> Tyler's on a double date. <laughs> Good for him. He's enjoying himself. Yeah, I can't I can't fault him for that, to be quite great. honest. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice. Whatever. He's a kid still. Tyler's a kid, right? He doesn't does he have do you have gray hairs? Because I sure do. I bet he doesn't. I do. I have gray beard hairs too. I found white I beard, beard hairs. So I don't know if I have those or not. You should try. It'll be funny. When the Red Wings no. get back in the playoffs, you have to grow a playoff beard, Ryan. Oh. Is it oh. is it bad? Is it real patchy? I don't know if patchy is the right word, but it's definitely um, kind of creepy. Make you look homeless. Yep. Like a drifter. <laughs> like I, it comes in like really badly along the top lip. It comes in like not, it's not thick. Oh, like you have a very stringy. sparse beard. Yeah. You have like uh like baby Dylan Larkin beard. What yeah. he tried to I, grow. And I feel was, like uh, if it would younger. come in, it wouldn't look too bad. But you just have to happen. wait a while. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I've tried going about two, three weeks. Like when the pandemic was full swing, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to try to grow a beard out. It didn't go well. I am 32 and I do have gray hair, but Tyler is Tyler's still in his 35 20s. in a week. Oh Lord. I'm sorry. But Tyler's still oh. in his twenties and he's doing well. Um, but it's me and Ryan tonight. We've got some stuff to go over. <laughs> We've got some highlights uh, from Red Wings land in the past week. And then again, like always, we put out something on Twitter and you put out gets- something and you stirred the piranhas <laughs> and it gets and it's it wasn't something that was meant to stir up anything i don't think it was controversial i don't really ever put super controversial stuff on twitter it you was about talking points i think that's fair to say yeah and it was and it, it wasn't even really meant to be a talking point and i just went into evolving hockey's tool because they released their newer uh contract projections for this coming season and i look and I'm like, oh, hey, let's see what Dylan Larkin's projected contract is going to be like. And I looked at it. And I'm like, I agree with that. That makes yeah. a ton of sense. And then we get one or two very angry people that like to be. I don't get why fans try to pinch pennies for the team. I guess that's my thing. We don't need to. No, we don't. We've got one of the lowest cap hits in the entire league. We've got people falling off. I work. Yes, we are going to have to sign guys like Cider in a couple of years and, and Lucas Raymond. And uh, and Edvinson going down the line, fine, great, whatever. We're going to have mm-hmm. to do that, but we don't have to do that right this second. And that doesn't mean we have to underpay our current players who are doing very well. But no, you shouldn't. I want to start with this since this is the first like five minutes of the podcast. I know people are still listening. Uh, if you go to our page, we are raising funds for Vladimir Konstantinov. I made a really sweet shirt. I think it's one of the better designs that I have done. It is fantastic. Um, based on the E60 special. If you haven't checked out the trailer for that, go look at it. Uh, it's a, the Red Wings Avalanche rivalry. But at the end, Konstantinov's in the special, and they ask him, what is your favorite memory of the Avalanche rival- rivalry? And he says, beat them. So I made a beat them shirt. Number 16 says Vladdy on it. It looks really cool. And yep. all of the proceeds from the shirt are going to go directly to Vladdy's care. If you didn't know, uh, Michigan recently let insurance companies cut care for catastrophically injured people, which really risks Vladdy getting the care he needs. He needs 24-7 care. But I know someone that is uh, in touch with his caseworker. I reached out to Anastasia also directly to see what we can do there. But I think so far, I think we're over $200 right now, and it's been up for like two days. 
So if you go yeah. there, check it out, buy a shirt, all the proceeds will go to uh, Vladdy once we work out where that goes. But it will all 100% go to him. I'm also starting, I put up a GoFundMe for it, but I know he also has one. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. work out what is better to, to move toward. So that's what we're doing there. Um, off the top, just want to get that out of the way. Go check it out. Go to our Redbubble shop. It is on there. If you go to redbubble.com and search the grind line, it's on there. You can find it. Go buy one. Go buy two. There, I, I got to say the reception of that's been fantastic to see. And it yeah. hasn't been just limited to shirts. Like there's been mugs getting purchased, mm-hmm. stickers. Uh, I think some some folks bought some magnets, but it's been yeah, I limited awesome. it to a few things. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's on. you can put it on mugs. You can put it on cups. There's buttons. Mm-hmm. There's stickers. There's magnets. A uh, bunch of different stuff. And like 15 different style t-shirts and hoodies. So go yeah. check it out. Pick up one. It goes to a great cause. I mean, Vladdy literally gave his, his body for the team. And uh, the least we could do is, is try to help him back. Um, yeah. But this week, the World Championships wrapped up. And two Red Wings took home a medal. Not sure they deserved it. Um, <laughs> Philip Pronick and Jacob Verana took home Participation bronze. trophy at this point? Yeah, took home bronze. Their picture was really great. They were very happy. Uh, they took home bronze for Team Chechia. Philip Peronic ended the tournament with 10 games played and two assists. Verana ended the tournament with 10 games played and one goal. So not stellar. That's surprising. It is, but I also wonder if they're just really tired. Like I, mean, Verana, I could see it for Verona, but I mean, maybe not Verona. Yeah, I, I would agree. Not Verona, but Mo Sider, even though Jeremy didn't win anything in eight games played, he had two goals and five assists for seven points. Yeah, he had a solid so, little outing. And like we talked about, me and Tyler talked about it last week. He he looked a little tired. I mean, his first full 82 game season and I didn't really expect him to go to the world championships because I mean, Lucas Raymond didn't go because he wanted to focus on get, like rehabbing and getting stronger and going mm-hmm. into next season full force. And I thought Mo might do the same thing, but Mo is a rink rat, and I don't think anyone was stopping him. Speaking yeah. of rink rats, go ahead and finish your point. No, that was my point. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of rink, rink rats, did you see the post of uh, Lucas Raymond and Simon Edmondson working out together? I did, and I did. I also Beautiful. see that Kevin Fiala works with them too. I do believe that was correct. If I saw that, if I read it properly, but yes, mm, I think mm. Kevin Fiala uh, could be a target for the Red Wings. Is he a free agent? I don't believe he's a free agent, but I believe he could be had because the Minnesota Wild need. No, nope, he's an RFA. They need to free up money. He's 25 right now. Uh, he will be 26 on July 22nd. Man, that's close. That's mm-hmm. about as close as you are going to get uh, for a player. But yeah, I, I could see Kevin Fiala possibly being a target. You could offer sheet Kevin Fiala. Um, I mean, it, is Minnesota, are they, have they has Cat Friendly moved everything over yet? Because I'm intrigued by what their cap situation is because those buyouts are hitting their books. And yep. it's going to be rough. Yeah, they have seven million in projected cap space currently, and I don't believe twelve point seven million dollars in dead cap next season. Oof, they're going to have to do some uh, some moving around. But I, I'm not sure they can got, afford it. They've got projected cap space for twenty two twenty three. Thank God, cap friendly's moved over already. They're at seven point three million for cap space. They need to figure out a goalie. 
Uh-huh. They need to figure out multiple forwards, including Fiala, and a couple D. It's not fun. pretty. That's what I'm saying. I think you could offer sheet Kevin Fiala and make it to where they really can't match it. But then again, you're giving up a bunch of picks at that point. So yeah, uh, it depends. I mean, if you go, even if you offered six million, they can't. They're going to be so hamstrung to try to match it because right now they're at 12.7 million for that dead cap from Parisi and Suter next two seasons at 14.7, it goes up and then it drops back off to a 1.6 million, but Minnesota's screwed. So if you really want to have your way with somebody, that's the team to do it. And if you offered Kevin Fiala a five-year contract at six million per season, you would be giving up a first and a third. Do it. And I would have no issue with that. I mean, he, like I said, he's going to be 26 this year. Mm-hmm. But this season he had 85 points in 82 games. Last season he had 40 points in 50 games. And in 2019-20, he had 54 points in 64 games. So you need, I mean, you need a winger, really. My only knock on Fiala is he is kind of short, but he is short and stout. He is uh, like the little teapot. He is five foot ten. <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna go that way. Two hundred and five <laughs> pounds. Five ten, two oh five, Ryan. Like that's okay, a bulldozer. Look at Alex to bring it. But that's a bulldozer. Like that normally when you see guys that are five ten, they're like one eighty-five, maybe. Two oh five, that's a big guy. I mean, the the Red Wings will need a high quality winger. Granted, that Bergeron is probably going to come in this season. But if there was anyone I'd offer sheet, it would be Kevin Fiala. And if you offered him the five year at six million per, you would really only have to give up a first and a third. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Red Wings are. They have to be. I'm not going to say are. They have to be better next season. And oh, you're pushing absolutely. yourself even further in the lottery. Like they should be a bubble wild card team this coming next season. season. Yes. If they're not, then that I think if if they're not to that point next season, knocking on the door, I think that's where you're going to start seeing a lot of the fringe fans of how long is this going to take really start turning against you. Yeah. So I would say that we could afford giving up that pick because we are going to be uh, a bubble, like I said, bubble playoff team. Yeah. But at the same time, though, if it is a lottery pick, Sure, but I mean, even still, you've you've seen how the last few have gone. I don't think we're jumping from, what, 10, 10 to 1, 11 to 1? Yeah. So I wouldn't be too worried about it, and I think at even that point, we should be heading toward playoffs and heading toward, like, more success. So I, I'd be okay with it, and I think that might be one of the only players I'd be okay with offer sheeting would be Fiala at this point. Interesting. Okay. That's the top one. The Red Wings also lost three players uh, yesterday. Did they so, really lose them or did they yes, just kind of? They did. They lost them because they're no longer in part of the organization or we don't have their rights anymore. So Alex Fair. Cotton, Jesper Lyson, and Otto Kivimaki, none of them were tendered an offer. They had to have been tendered by uh, or at least qualified by 5 p.m. yesterday, which was the 1st of June. They were not. So the only one I think I was really surprised by or the one that I said, wow, wow, why, why wouldn't they qualify him was Alex Cotton, 
who mm-hmm. is a right shot defenseman. He was picked in round five, number 132 overall in 2020. He was playing for the Vancouver Giants in the WHL and had 32 points in 46 games played, but he was a minus 15, uh, 60 penalty minutes, uh, which is a big jump from, well, maybe not that big. Oh, no, kind of big. 2020-21 was his last season where he played more than 10 games. Uh, he played 24 and he had 20 penalty minutes, but he took a lot of penalties, but he also got a lot of points. So 21 years old, Alex Cotton is gone. Otto Kimimaki really was never the same after his injury. If you recall, he got hit uh, pretty hard, hit his head, had some uh, concussion issue. And he was one I was kind of really pulling for. It was always fun to see him like fly around the, the ice and score goals. But he is now out. And Jesper Elias in a goalie who was drafted round three, number 84 in 2018. He kind of tanked this season. He played for Altuma, uh, Almtuna in Swedish one and had an 841 safe percentage and a 443 goals against. So not great. Plus, we have quite a few goalies in our system. Yeah. If it wasn't for that depth there, it'd be a little bit more upsetting. I mean, it still kind of sucks because he was a fun name to talk about the last couple of years and what we were kind of excited for him. But hey. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And there's also uh, talk now that the Red Wings are close to signing Elmer Soderblom to his contract. They also I was really have, hoping that was going to come out before this. Yeah, me too, because I have a graphic already to go. Uh, but <laughs> they also have to sign William Wallander. So there are people that need to be signed and you can't keep all your prospects. Yeah. But, so. And what's great about those signings, though, is that means help is on the way to Grand Rapids. Because we know they need it. Yep. So, but also just getting that opportunity to see them more regularly. I mean, it was nice to have the SHL playoffs out out there on ESPN Plus. But for me, I mean, that's in the middle of the workday. So half the time I forgot about it. And the few times that I was able to watch, it was fantastic. So we got to see Evanson and Soderblom and, and things of that nature. But yeah. And, and Andre, is it Andreasen? Is that how you say his name? Yep. Pontus Andreasen. Yeah. Got to watch him as well so we'll see if those we get some of these names over here in grand rapids we can get happier times there than kind of being a fringe playoff team we i feel like they this season we're going to see a big turnaround in grand rapids i hope so yeah, i hope too also because it's just a fun atmosphere i finally got to a game in grand rapids it was a great time so it'd be great to go back next season when they're much better hopefully and enjoy some winning hockey out there. I kind of feel bad because they sometimes they get their hopes up after a, a draft. Like they were really, really hopeful they were going to get. They're like, we're going to have Lucas Raymond this season. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then Lucas Raymond got a spot on the wings. And then I think maybe they're they're kind of like, man, we're going to have uh, we're going to have Edvinson Edvinson over. And they're like, no, I don't think so. The wings are probably going to put Edvinson because. You need something to stop that worst defense in the league. And I think Edvinson can at least help. So they always get. Who knows? Maybe even Soderblom does that. Sure. And they always get excited. And I mean, for good reason. Look at the the guys that Iserman is drafting. If I lived in Grand Rapids, I would want every single one of these prospects coming through there because it's cheap to go watch. The food is affordable. The beer is cheap. So, yeah. All that. Get drunk quick. Yep. But I think they'll get Albert Johansson. That'll be a nice uh, consolation prize for him. And That's Elmer. I, I don't think Elmer's going to start with the Red Wings. He has a chance, but I don't no, think he'll I, start. I, in an ideal world, he's going to Grand Rapids. I yeah. think. 
I, I don't I don't see so so they'll get to see him blow some people up. I don't see him yeah. starting in Detroit. Uh, but the, you see him stick handle over people's heads. It's great. <laughs> so we're going to move into kind of the, the bulk of the episode, which is contract projection. Oh, I was pulling up, like I said earlier, argue God arguing with people on Twitter about Dylan Larkin, who still say he's a two C who still mm-hmm. say that he doesn't deserve money, who still say people are like, do you think that people just wait for they do positive they reinforcement search. to Dylan Larkin to come out to then I, just jump on it. I think they have an alert on his name where if anyone mentions Dylan Larkin and it's something positive, they have to go yell about it because right. they're angry and have no joy in their life. But it, the second I said something, it's let him walk. And that was without anything else. They just said, let him walk. Uh, someone else is like, if he asks, what do you for, replace him with? Exactly. So you set your rebuild back. How far are you setting the rebuild back by letting Dylan Larkin walk with who? We don't even know who's going to be the two C this season. I mean, you would hope it's Suter. Or Valeno. I, uh, but I just don't know if you get rid of your top center, no one's sending a center back that's his quality for him because they're trying to improve their team. So why would they give you a center? So you go down to like virtually zero center depth and mm-hmm. you what set the rebuild back by three years. Like you would have to draft a center. You would have to hope that... Montreal is giving you the number one overall pick mm-hmm. and you give them, and then they give you more and you give them Larkin and then you draft Shane Wright and you hope that he's ready like tomorrow. You'd have to, that, that's the only logical explanation you could have behind it because I'm sorry, going out and get a Vince Trocheck or a Ryan Strom puts you in the exact situation, same situation you're in now or less. Yeah. So I don't think it makes any sense. It was literally uh, let him walk. Or if he asks for more than 7 million, trade him. Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. And then the other one's like, I I mean, I I take that back. I I can see to an extent why some people would say that because he's got, he has had roller coaster seasons, but again, look at still what he's done on the teams that he's been a part of mm-hmm. taking away the fact that he had a freak injury last season. And even before that injury, he was not playing healthy. No, but he, he literally is having to more or less do it by himself out there. Yeah. And that's not saying that other guys aren't stepping up to fill the role that they're there for, but the one that's typically most noticeable and I'm not trying to go back on the Larkin train again, is, is Dylan Larkin. Yeah. You can say that there's certain games where Burt's come playing out of his ass, and you would be correct, and he's outperforming Larkin. But outside of Burt, what other yeah. guys what, can what you, you say are playing a full hot game of hockey night in and night out, 200 feet up and down the ice? Okay, so 200 feet, no, but I was a full game of hockey, maybe maybe Verona. Yeah, pop in there and, and, and score like it's nothing, but you're only sure. really 200 feet player or foot players, 200 foot players or feet players, 200 foot players are Larkin and Bertuzzi. Like yeah. that's what you're going to have. And it's Bertuzzi on most nights. There are people that are saying Bertuzzi never gives up on a play. And I call bullshit on that because I've seen yeah, him I, give up on plays. Yeah. He said the controller die multiple times. So I think that's where we'll start though, because this is what I tweeted out earlier. Dylan Larkin. Are you, where's the real quick? 
is there a 22-23 season update for Evolving Hockey, or is it still? It's 21-22. That's if they sign between July 13th and August 13th of this season, the 2021-22 year. Just double-checking. I I have it pulled up, but I want to verify. So I pulled up the Red Wings, who are going to be free agents in the next couple, restricted free agents or unrestricted in the next, next season or the season after which is all that's really going to matter. And I only pulled up the players that I think we have a chance of re-signing or that they, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to start off the top with Dylan Larkin, where evolving hockey gives them a 48% chance of signing an eight year deal worth 9.032 million, which I'm, I said my initial guess was Larkin would come in between 8.5 and 9.5. That's in the middle. I said probably closer to 8.5. And I still do think he'll come in closer to 8.5, but their predicted term is eight years and cap hit at 903. So I think they'll be a little off on this one, but I I don't think you can lowball Dylan Larkin. And he changed agents. He changed yeah. agents and agencies to gear up for this. Do we know offhand, like who who do these get the who he switched to? Do they represent other bigger name? But- players uh, know, let me double check really quick um they do here's what's where i wish the last two weeks have been a little bit more calm but i have not been able to actually check into that softball is currently life and isn't for the remainder of the month of june so my research ability has been minimal in terms of what's been happening on that front yeah he switched agents and it kind of looks like that he's gearing up for negotiations i mean why yeah. wouldn't he you, you have to. I, I, well, let me phrase that. I don't, you don't, he doesn't have to, but he made it very clear at the closeout of the season that yeah. that is his goal. So I'm going to go across sports with who they represent. Okay. Uh, in basketball, they represent Paul George. Oh, in boy. Football, they represent Drew Brees. They also represent oh. uh, in basketball Chris Paul, uh, Joel Embiid, and uh, Zion Williamson. Oh. <laughs> And uh, hockey, they represent Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, and Sidney Crosby. Shit. <laughs> so uh, okay. they football Julio Jones, Philip Rivers, C.J. Mosley, uh, Callius Campbell, uh, Andrus Pete, Clay Campbell, Nick Bosa. So wow, yeah, they are. So uh, he's upped his game. Larkin is gearing up, and Matt Ryan. They represent Matt Ryan. So we can expect that these guys are going to be playing. Some hardball. I I would think I, so. I don't know if hardball is the right term. I mean, you, you said it who was Taves, Kane, and, and Crosby in so the NHL this side? This is listed as their most valuable clients. Taves, Kane, and Crosby are listed as three of their most valuable clients. Well, right there is things that Iserman can use in his deck. Be like, all right, we've got a guy that you can you have an immediate comparison in Jonathan Taves to. Yeah. You know how much Jonathan Taves is making right now? A lot more money. Yeah. Now, I don't too think Larkin money. is going now. Yes, too much money. And you can go back to look at Taves and see what he's done recently and say that's probably not smart. On, on top of the severe injuries that he's had. Sure. But he's on his final year of his $10.5 million deal. I'd take him in Detroit if, if Chicago eats half the, half the uh, salary. Yeah. And I, he could play. Your I would 2C. fucking do it. Absolutely. He could play your 2C really well. Oh, you want some other hockey players that they represent? Sure. Matt Barzal. 
Oh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Philip Forsberg, Jack Eichel, Matt Duchesne, Jack Hughes, Quinn Hughes, Seth Jones. So multiple players that have recently gone to arbitration. Nathan McKinnon, Evgeny Malkin, yeah. David Pasternak, Elias Pedersen. Uh, they haven't put Larkin's picture up here yet, but John Tavares and Morgan Riley. So shit, a lot of people who are currently making a lot of money. So no. I, it's hardball negotiations. And like I said, you got to lock up your top players. You need to lock up Dylan Larkin. You're going to need to lock up Cider before his entry-level deal is up. You're going to have to lock Raymond. up Raymond before entry-level is up, and they just pop off and go crazy. But yep. he's got good representation now. And the, the more I see the players that are represented by the same people, I think the more you inch closer to that $9 million hit. I would say yes. I think I think the discount for Larkin that Iserman would get is eight point five. Yeah, I would say eight and a quarter, eight and a half is the lowest you're probably going to see out of it. Because Brady Kachuk just got over eight, and Daddy. you look like I said, Taves has uh, over ten. And you look, people try to say, "Well, look at what Nathan McKinnon's getting. Look at what Steven Stamkos getting." Yeah, they signed their contract six years ago. That's yeah, but they also did different. Like, if you look at Stamkos, he did take less. To play for a championship caliber team. Exactly. But if you look at where the Red Wings are trying to go mm-hmm. and where and how things happened in Tampa. Now, granted, when those contracts were signed, they were a better team. Yep. I get that. But Detroit, in theory, can get to that point in the next couple of seasons. And if you're Dylan Larkin, and obviously it's a business. Yep. You're there to make money as a player. Yeah. And the more you can get, the better. I yep. got it. You should get However, what you are worth. If your dedication level is there for that team, which by all intents and purposes, it's there from Dylan Larkin because he's made the comments that he has that he wants to be here long term. It's where he's from, it's what he grew up on. He wants to see this team succeed. You would have to assume, in a way, carefully, that he will take a little less money to ensure the longevity of this roster that's being built. And what helps that point though, is even if he is signed for $9 million this season, Mm -hmm. the salary is already going up 1 million this year. You can probably safely assume next season, it's going to go up by at least a million, if not more, and it's going to keep going up. Exactly. So what ends up happening there is that you've got Dylan Larkin signed at a nine by eight. That looks pretty damn good in four years. Yeah. When players like Dylan Larkin are making $11 million a season. So you won't be. But that, you, no, you, like you him. mean players like him making more. Yes, yeah. I got so, you. so in, if Dylan Larkin were to sign this deal in four years and at the same production he's at now, granted he, this is his first like fully healthy. I mean, proved himself to be, Pretty damn near, if not he's, elite he's, this season. He reproved what he can do. Yeah. If this situation happened four years from now, players like that are going to probably be getting toward the 11 million because the cap is going up. Because he's a two-way center. And he's a 200-foot center. And he's the leader of the team. And he has the intangibles. That's the other thing you have to take into account, the intangibles. So He's got a hockey butt. He's yep. got hockey hair. Yep. There you go can't multitask we learned that this week dylan larkin can't multitask he can't play chell well first off he can't really play chell at all he looks like he's really bad at it but he also can't play chell and talk to someone 
though. Oh, uh, I, I, I kind of feel that way because when we're, we're playing, if someone's trying to have a conversation and I'm trying to focus on that, I completely fuck up and forget <laughs> what I'm doing in the game. Yes, but that is Dylan Larkin's contract situation. Uh, I'm done arguing with people about it. I'm just going to turn them off whenever they come arguing. Whatever. But we got the big one out of the way. We're going to take a break for a second to read our sponsored message from Manscaped. Okay. Growing out your playoff beard, let that thing loose up top, but our friends at Manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code GRINDLINE. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code GRINDLINE. Ryan, I ordered the body wash in that aluminum bottle. One thing I love about it, and it's a weird thing, you literally only need to pump the bottle one time to Dude, get it It's enough. intense. There's a lot yeah, that comes out with that. It pumps a lot. It, yeah, uh, it does. Full, full release on a single pump. And it smells so good. It smells great. Uh, my wife says, yes, it smells good. You don't smell like weird wood. Like some things are like cedar. Were you scented. using Old Spice? No, I've got some beard wash that is like sandalwood or something. And she says it smells terrible. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. So she is. didn't tell you that until you changed it. Uh, yes. <laughs> she, she wants to be nice to me. Oh. But the body wash is excellent. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, I've actually used that quite a bit. Uh, it is included in the performance package. It's also waterproof and has skin-safe technology. It is, uh, doesn't pull, doesn't pinch, doesn't do anything that other ear and nose hair trimmers do. And yeah. the Lawnmower 4.0 Waterproof also has a 400K LED spotlight. When you uh, amazing. Precise shape. It is awesome. Like I had, I had said previously, bathroom lighting is generally terrible, especially if you shave in a shower so that you're not getting hair everywhere. I have a light in my shower so I can cheat. I have a light in my shower too, but every time I change the bulb, even to a different bulb, it still blows. It's like yellow and dim. And it's oh, mine's, like, a, uh, mine's a bright LED. Yeah, I need to do something with that. But the spotlight <laughs> definitely helps, especially when you cannot see what you are doing. You also get the awesome carrying bag. It, Dude, I love that thing. Is that leather or is it pleather? Whatever it is. It feels great. Um, it's yeah. nice and soft, but it also There's is... Little side pockets in there. Yeah, it fits a ton of shit. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, if you go to manscaped.com, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code GRINDLINE. Go ahead and do that. Uh, we are carrying our sponsorship forward with them. We have gotten the go-ahead. Love it. And uh, yeah, keep using our code. Keep getting stuff on the cheap. It helps us out. It helps you out. It helps your significant other or person you are seeing out. And uh, we all win. We all win. That is uh, our sponsored message from Manscaped. And we are going to move forward with the next contract projection. Now, I want to go to Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm -hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, man, is he divisive among the fan base. <laughs> he is expected. Now, if he signs with the Red Wings. Mm -hmm. You sign a five-year contract at six point nine oh five million. Um, okay. I don't have. I think that's kind of maybe high. I'm. I'm still not convinced, and maybe it's just me, but I'm not convinced that this is Tyler Bertuzzi. In terms of, okay, explain. Can consistently keep this production going over five years. Is he going to score thirty goals again? Is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, is 
is Tyler Bertuzzi's body going to hold up? So you just saw what what Brad Mar- what's happening to Brad Marchand, right? Yeah. Brad Marchand's having what was it? Double hip had double hip surgery. So I, was it double? I I knew it was definitely hip surgery. I didn't know it was both. I thought it was double, but the thing is, is that Tyler Bertuzzi plays a similar style of hockey to Brad Marchand. Yeah. Uh, hits rough and tumble hockey. Um, the kind that does not make for a, a long, highly productive career. It can make for a long career, but you're not going to be highly productive that entire time. Generally. Okay. So this is Tyler Bertuzzi's first 30 goal season. The previous three seasons, he had, uh, five goals, 21 in nine goals games in 21 goals. Yeah. Five and nine games, 21 and 21. So 21 and 71, 21 and 73. Do I think Tyler Bertuzzi could do 30 again? Sure. Yeah. I think it's possible, but I think he's a, he would be a consistent 20 goal scorer. Well, I guess a lot of it depends on what the new coach is going to do. Is the new coach going to throw Tyler Fair. Bertuzzi back up on the top line? Is it going to be Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond for the whole season? Is he going to put Veron on the top line? Is it going to be Veron, Larkin, Raymond on the top and Bertuzzi on the second with mystery center and Berggren? Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a possibility too. Or Zadina. Yep. This is all, a lot of it I think is dependent. What his production I think will be kind of dependent on what the next coach does with him. Now, I think the next coach will give Tyler Bertuzzi every opportunity in the world because he has shown what he can do this season. What's, what's possible. Mm-hmm. Does he get yeah. another 30 goal season? I think he can, but do I think he can continue that over five seasons? I don't think so. It, it's tricky. I mean, he is 27. So when's his birthday? February. So he just turned 27 in February. He'll be going into this season. He'll be 28. If it is a five-year deal, taking him to 33. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because, again, you have to assume, and I would hope that this is the case, that this team will get better. And by putting better players around a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi, you would think that his assists are going to keep going up. Yep. And his goals are going to be maintained at 20 plus. I don't care if he hits 30 goals again. If he's, if his assist and playmaking continues the way that it was, that's a win. Because if, if he's helping people score goals and not necessarily scoring them himself, then it, it, to me, it evens itself out. But I think if you're getting him to 20, 20 to 25 and being the same all around player while salvage, being salvaged of injury, I think is a huge win. I, I don't think that the 6.9 projection is too crazy, but I guess it also depends on how, what the term is going to be. If it's five years, I, I don't know if he's going to do that. I mean, his last contract, he, has he gone to arbitration twice now? Yeah, he's fought pretty hard on his contracts. So there's the player believes in himself. The team does, but doesn't. That's not to say that they don't. I should say I should put it that way, I guess. But it's he it's to me, it's just tricky because you look at his stats, like you said, we're just looking at the piece of paper that's in front of us. 17-18, his first full year, 48 games, 24.7 goals. 18-19, 18-19, 73 games, 47 points, 21 goals. Followed it up the next season with 21 point, or 21 goals and 48 points in 71 games. And then 
the 2021 season, we thought him, Larkin, and Mantha were going to have the best seasons in all of hockey, and then he left with an injury and was done for the year. But he had five goals through nine games, seven points. And then last year, again, he had a small bout of injury, but also missed several games because of COVID. He still put up 62 points in 68 games. So is that what we should expect as a near point per game player? Because if so, then if you're getting him for 6.9 million, then you're, that's a fucking bargain. Yeah. You're yeah. It's a bargain. But I think at this point he hasn't played a full season. Now I granted the 1920 year you could say would have been, was that the year that was cut short? No, 2021. No, 1920 was cut short. 2021 was scheduled short. So yeah, 1920, he was on his on track to play his first full complete season because he had 71 games played at that point. Yep. And then he got hurt. And then health and things of that nature, just the way things played out last season, and it is what it is. But we don't know if we're gonna get the maybe 50 point scorer. So you could almost call him a more aggressive Gus Nyquist. Or are you gonna get this balanced offensive full hockey threat? that we saw this past season. I think you can safely say for the next at least three years, you're going to see much more of what we saw last season if he's healthy. But you can argue the if he's healthy point for any player because hockey yeah. is just that crazy of a game. Tyler Bertuzzi's 2021-22 war percentage was an 89. He had an EV offense of 95% and EV defense of 26. Pretty damn good. Um, 0% on deflections. Uh, 8% entry success, 7% pos- uh, possession rate. So those are his low numbers. Just not good at entering the zone, I guess. Um, but his retrievals but, are at 54%, which is what people say is, if you get rid of Tyler Bertuzzi, who's going to go get pucks on on the wall? Yeah. So sure, I feel like that is something you could really teach any player to do or tell any player yeah. to do is go get yeah. pucks. Yes and no, because I mean that you are going in there with the expectation now that you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit, and that things are going things are going to get crazy. And everyone ha- should have that knowledge, or like you said, you should be able to teach them that. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate to a game, because you can yes, you're going to go into a battle and take a hit, but are you going to win that puck? And are you going to come where, out with the puck? That's where we look at a Raz and a Bert and or a Larkin for a that. Larkin. Instance. Yeah, that's the one. Larkin has a retrieval rate of 87%. When he's going to the board for pucks, he's coming out with the puck 87% of the time. So that, and Larkin's war for 2021 22 is at a 97%. Uh, he's one of the higher in the league. Yeah. And to the people saying he's, he's not a top 32 center in the league, he was the number 22 scoring center this, this past season. And that's scoring, scoring point wise. And there's only a handful of guys ahead of him that you could argue won't be ahead of him moving forward because they had random career years like Nazem Kadri. Not to say that Kadri hasn't been good his entire career. He finally got into a situation that allowed his skill to show, and he took advantage of it. Yeah. But if Larkin has a completely full – if he has, if, if Larkin finishes the season healthy, he would have been a top 15 scoring center in the NHL. And like you said, that's just Easily. scoring. When you look at the micro stats, mm-hmm. Nazem Kadri finished the season with an 84% war. And he's above Larkin in scoring, but it's the underlying, like we said, micro stats, the other aspects of the game where they're not as good as Larkin. Mm-hmm. And you could take, even like you said, what, who's about Robert Thomas? Robert Thomas, Kairou. better scoring center. Kairou had a, 
breakout year this past season, but majority, but again, like one, I know we talked about those stats before you look at the majority of the guys that were ahead of Dylan Larkin, all but a handful were on a playoff team. Yep. What's that tell you? And, and there are multiple teams or multiple guys on the same team on that pecking order. So to say that he's not in the top 20 of centers in the league is, is a, a lie. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go on to Pia Suter. Uh, Pia Suter is up not next season, but the season after, I believe we have him for one more. He is predicted to get a, two, if he signs with the Red Wings, another two years at 2.973 million. I'd be okay with that. I mean, that's a cheap second. I don't think Pia Suter is going to be a second line center on this team. I think he'll end up as a third line center. Ideally, um, yes. And and if you can get a third line center for under three million, I think you're okay there. Uh, mm. Oscar Sundquist, who I actually really liked what he brought this season. I would season. love him to come back. Uh, they have him at a predicted three years, two point two eight eight, which I mean that's about the going rate for what Oscar Sundquist brings. A two year, uh, three year contract would bring him to thirty one because he's twenty eight right now. So I think that. I, I would bring Sunquist back because again, you ask who's going to go retrieve pucks. Oscar Sunquist is going to go retrieve pucks. Yeah, that's a big boy coming at you. Yeah, he's not afraid to knock people over. He's not afraid to stare you down with his creepy smile. And uh, that is what he's what, I'm looking six at. three or something he's like that. Big, big guy. He, and, he is uh, the type of player you want for a playoff team. And he's got hands. Like the hands are there. Sunquist, and he's right-handed. He can finish. Yep. So I'd bring Sunquist back on a three-year deal with uh, under three million, actually under two and a half. That's great. Uh, one that we are all kind of, not all, a lot of the fan base is iffy on is Philip Zadina. Uh, Philip Zadina is an RFA. You bring they, him back on a t- uh, two-year deal, cheap. What's your cheap? Simple. Huh? What's your cheap? Two million or less. Okay, so their projection for Philip Zadina is two years at 1.889. Do it. And I, I think there is zero harm in doing that. I don't think you push anyone out by doing that. And if you look, nope. give him another bridge deal and tell him, hey, come in and score new coach, come in and score goals. Show me what you can do. Hey, if it doesn't work under a new coach, then you got, he's going to be, he'll be 24 going on 25. Like, okay, see ya. Then those, you give him the nail fun. Yakupov and you kick him out. Yep. But you didn't put pucks in that, like you said. And here we are. So it's a 36% chance that he signs a two-year deal. I would say I don't think they've given up on Zadina yet. If no. they trade him, it would be a, a draft day trade or as part of a package for another top pick. I don't the, think they're going to try and trade Zadina for another player. No. And the reason to your point of not giving up on him yet, all you have to do is look at what he was able to do defensively this season. Yep. In terms of how he improved on his back check, on just his defensive zone play in general, and even offensively, in the offensive zone, going after pucks and things of that nature, he was not afraid to do so. And Blaschel and Eiserman even spoke to it. He improved his 200-foot game a lot, and it was obvious. Now, the next step for him is going to be improving your shot, improving offensively, being quicker. We saw flashes of it late in the season. I know that people got their jollies off when he was playing top line. Like the playmaking, do we know that 
the smarts are there. It's can the hands catch up with the mind at this point, I think is where he's at. Yeah, what's nice about Zadina is Zadina, I'm looking at his micro stat card. He's got a war of 35% EV offensive 81. His exit success, 92%. Yeah. His rush, 96%. But one of the things that we were preaching all season is Philip Zadina's possession rate is an 80% this season. He was one of the top possession players on the team. Yeah, when Zadina gets the puck, he doesn't get he doesn't give it up. That's the now, thing. There's a few gaffes in particular that I can think of off the sure, top of my head. But it's not consistent. But no. So I I'll sign Zadina to a two-year deal under two million all day. That's not hurting you. That's not hurting the cap. Nothing. Uh next player, Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl is predicted at a one-year deal worth 1.623. If you're bringing back a defenseman, then Mark Stahl's a defenseman I'm bringing back, and I'm only bringing him back for a year. So I'll take the veteran presence, Mark Stahl, if you're not going to do anything else at a 1.62, because like we had said, Mark Stahl on a lot of nights, is he's shown that he's very good offensively, and he can pinch up and do what he needs to do, and he's the team dad. He's the locker room guy that's going to be the vet that that knows what players need to do to get better that knows how to get them to that point. And I think stall is, is one that I would bring him back on a one-year deal. I wouldn't be against it. Would I like to look at other players? Yes. What I, in comparison to Mark stall, I would bring in, this might be controversial to some because of the way he kind of plays, but I would, if we're looking at guys over the age of 32, for instance, I would bring in a PK Subban who is more offensive minded can help your team out, but also is an, a, a very aggressive defensive player. Or I would bring in a Justin Schultz, something like that. That's going to bring you more offense because we know one of the things that ended up hurting them later as the season went on is they couldn't get the puck out of their zone. Yep. If certain guys weren't on the ice, Mark Stahl was one of those guys that could do that more some for the most part. But I don't, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, would I be upset if he came back? No. Would I be upset if he was gone? Also no. Cause I think he's the type of guy that at this point in his career will take, I mean, he's already getting paid. What, what was his contract mil? mill? Uh, his contract was two mil. So yep. he will probably take less to go to a contending team to be a depth guy for them. And to try to win like Mark yeah. Stahl's window is closing. He, he is a player that, you would hope that would go somewhere like much I hate to say a Colorado or a New York. One of these teams in the final four could use a guy like him to be a stopgap. New York could use player. their player back, Ryan. That's what they could use. He could, I could see him going back there. I could too. I could see him going back and actually improving that team. Cause he's not going to be getting paid five mil, 5.7 million. He'll be getting paid probably 1 million or the vet minimum. Like, yeah, which is why him, they gave him up he, in the first place. Yeah, he would be a Jason Spezza in Toronto. Fair, because Spezza announced that he's retiring. So, well, I mean, I want him still other than retiring, but he's he was taking the vet minimum to try to go for that cup. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. Love it. I hate it because I like Spezza as a player, but I love it because Toronto failed. Grand Rapids Griffin. When which did not know that until Grand Rapids was in the IHL. Yeah, which is interesting. A little bit of a little bit of a snack there for you yeah i think it was keith i saw posted that he was the, yeah the, the little detail 
Uh, Sam Gagne, one year at 1.111. I just don't think there's room for Sam Gagne. I, uh, great guy. I love him. I love him in Detroit. I think that it's past, though. Role player. I mean, ha- had offense this season. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, like I said, you need you need to bring in someone like a burger and you're going to need some spots. And yeah. I think Gagne is going to be a forward casualty that happens because he's an older player. I mean, th- he's 32, but he's an older player on the team. And I, I just can't he's, see the room. No, I, I don't. And it, it sucks because if we were a good team, he's a guy that I absolutely would not want to lose. Exactly. It's the same thing as Mark Stahl. If you were a good team, if you were a playoff team, you could use a guy like Sam Gagne. You could absolutely mm-hmm. use a guy like Sam Gagne and pay him under a million dollars. And it sucks because he's been to teams that are good. Yep. And he's played depth roles. He's gone up and down the lineup. He's played special teams. I don't understand. He's never hit that team. I don't, I, and I don't know how. Like he was with Edmonton for all those years. He, well, he was in Columbus, <laughs> but that ended up being a fluke like complete collapse on their part. I think he was in, was he Vancouver? Another Canadian team, but he's a guy that like Mark Stahl, you want to see go succeed because you can't hate him. And he's just a hard worker. Sam Gagne has been with the Oilers, Coyotes, Flyers, Blue Jackets, Canucks, back with the Oilers, uh, then the Red Wings. So yes. Yeah, I think Columbus traded him to Vancouver, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and this season, Sam Gagne, 13 goals, 17 assists for 30 points. He had 30 points this year? In 81 games played. And he was a fourth liner the majority of the year. Yeah, that is exactly the production you hope to get out of signing someone like Sam Gagne. You say, I'm signing you, Sam Gagne. Come in, play a bottom six role. Produce, like, just produce. And when they come in and get 30 points, like, in a depth role like that, Mm-hmm. I mean, could you bring him back and hope that he does that again? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I think happens. he would. I don't think it happens this season though because of of needing a couple spots because you'd have to force other people out. That's the thing. Yeah, but at the same at, at that point, I mean, is he more valuable than Adam Ernie? Uh yes, but Adam Ernie is also under contract, so you'd have to buy him out or you have to try and bury him in Grand Rapids. Okay. I'm good with either one. I mean, Sunquist is still under contract, so you're good there. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think there's going to be another buyout. That's the whole thing. Probably not. I mean, but no. then the only other option, I mean, Giovanni Smith, are you waiving him? Because he's under contract for a year. I think you are. I, again, I don't think Smith really proved much value. And people will yell at me and say, oh, Smith fights people. That's great. Like I said, every single fight Smith had this year, I'm pretty sure we lost all the games he fought in but one. So that's not helpful. And it causes stupid penalties. And you know how great Red Wings special teams are. So it's like Smith is a liability. He had some offensive flashes, but that's because they threw him with Dylan Larkin, and Dylan Larkin can help anyone. So uh, next guy is Jake Wallman. Wallman, I liked this season. They have him possibly signing a two-year deal at under a million, 997,800. Sold. Perfect. Perfect. Because I thought he did fantastic in his shorts. I shouldn't, I use fantastic kind of loosely, but he performed the way you would hope for a guy getting coming over in the trade that he was in. He was given the opportunity. He made it happen. Sign him cheap. Let's go. 
we love taking St. Louis Blues reclamation project. Trade is Ryan O'Reilly. For some reason. I don't think that's really a reclamation project, but they don't even know that. Give us a give us Rob Thomas. Let's go. Uh, Jake Jake Wallman has a 20. Now they tracked 15 games of Wallman this season. 2021-22 war of 50%, 57%. Uh, has 100% on entries and 80% on possession for entries and 90% possession for exits. Dude, when he had the puck, you knew something decent was going to happen. And he's got the shot, too. You can see he's got yeah. the shot. He was one of the few. Like, Cider, for how good his shot is, he didn't use it enough. Yeah. Not even close. When Wallman, would, when the puck came near him, in the in the wise words of Nolan Bianchi, pucks on net. Yep. That is Wallman's motto, I feel like. Because whenever that thing came flying by him, it was a wind up and fire. Yeah. And I think I like I said, the rest of the se- the end of the season, I would have liked to have seen Wallman with Cider and then mm-hmm. both just throwing throwing pucks on net. Yep. Which- because his skating though, that's what stood out the most is that when he was out there, much like Cider you weren't sure which way he was going to go. Yep. And it opened things up for the forwards like no other. And we didn't have that with half the defense. Yeah, I think if he can just tighten up his gap control a little bit, I think he can yeah. be a really solid defenseman. And he's only... Depth guy. He, he's not a top... Is he top four? Probably not. If he's your five, six, cool. And he's 26 years old. So that's the thing. He has not gotten a lot of play the past few seasons. So I think yeah. the more you play him, maybe the more minutes you give him you see how he reacts to it, but he's better now offhand, but he's better than a, a Lindstrom. He's better than a Jordan Osterley. He's we talk on Gus Lindstrom real quick. Do we have to not really, but (laughs) Uh, he fell off a cliff. Was he just, do you think he was just still hurt? I know we kind of talked about this before, but it's possible, but I think that I think there's more to it. That's another player where, there's a lot of people that really, really like him. And I could see why. First half of the season, I c- it made sense. Sure, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't. Was he tired? He's another one I don't see a spot on the roster for unless you carry him as a seventh D. That's not a bad thing, though. It's not, but. It's, okay, if your option for your seven D is Osterley or Lindstrom, who you take? No, I'm taking Lindstrom every day because Osterley sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry, but like Jordan Osterley scored like what three miraculous goals this season, and like yeah, I said, much. if Jordan Osterley scores on you, your franchise needs to relocate. Yep. So I just like, I get it. He's from Michigan. He's always dreamed of playing for the Red Wings. It's a cute story, but the cute story is giving you the last place defense in the league. So, yeah. Hit the and he's still signed through the season. He is, but I think he's he is one that I think will go to Grand Rapids. You think he'll be a pre, uh, prior to the season waiver move? I think so, and I don't think anyone's picking up Jordan Osterley. So, uh, next if they guy, do, it doesn't yeah, exactly. Next guy is Mitchell Stevens. I mean, I kind of have to take a flyer on Mitchell Stevens for one year, seven hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. Totally depth center who only played a handful of games because of injury this season. When he did play. Again, he's a guy that was flying up the ice. And he made his line better. He did. And was we it? were excited for him, kind of tentatively yeah. excited. And then he hurt himself. 
and didn't play and for most. Do of we season. ever really know how it happened? No, his I don't really? recall at all. No, no, they're just like Mitchell Stevens is out, and we're like, okay, that can't be terrible. And then like three months goes by, and we're like, where's Mitchell? Stevens? He's still out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was zero update the entire time. No. And then they're like, he's Oh, he's back. Yeah. But I, I'll take the year flyer on Mitchell Stevens because again, our center depth is garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, not literal it, garbage. If you lose a guy like Sam Gagne, you need to have a guy like Mitchell Stevens as the immediate replacement. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in terms of maybe offensive production, but everything else that he's going to do, because he's filling Stevens is a defensive guy. He's a shutdown guy, depth forward that can also eat up those minutes on the penalty kill, which we know that Detroit has an issue with being on. Um, so, and he also is, like you said, he's a fantastic skater, but he's offensively smart. So if you lose Gagne, but retain Stevens, it's a win. Yeah. Mitchell Stevens did not play enough games for him to have a forward card on uh, Jay Fresh's uh, micro stats well, this season. Uh, I, I mean, it's I, a casualty of having a an injured season. So I'll take Mitchell Stevens on a one-year deal. So before we move on to the last section of the night, I just need to read a quick message from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, last is Magnus Helberg. I'll take him back as a backup at one year, $750,000. That's fine. You think I, he does? I I would hope he does. Like I said, I think that his, his signing for a one year with 10 games left in the season was just to avoid passing him through waivers, uh, like someone claiming him on waivers. And I mean, he the past five seasons or so in the KHL, he's he's been lights mm-hmm. out. He's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see it. He just, I mean, he just did great in the world, uh, the world championships too. Mm-hmm. So I could see them signing him. They need a backup goalie. That's not named Thomas Grice. Yes. So I'll take and him. Again, new goal to new coaches. Like the only other name I'd look at is, is Braden Holpe because the other yeah. one was Corpus Allo and Corpus Allo signed a deal. So Holpe I would look at, but I, I would also gladly take Helberg. Now, For do you sure. want to look at some of the guys we could fill in? Defense. You want to look at forward or defense? Uh, I got four I names. Deep pulled up. I've got four names, three forwards, one defenseman. Sure. But you want to start crazy? Okay. Johnny Gaudreau. Really? Did not think you were going that way. Seven years, 10.8 million. For what? Say what? Seven years, 10.87 is what the prediction for uh, Gaudreau is. That is a 64%. That is if he signs with a different team, a seven-year deal at 10.87. Now, uh, Johnny Gaudreau is 28 years old. He's a small dude. 
That'd take him to 35. Uh, that's the rest of really probably his productive career. If I'm spending that money on a seven-year deal, I'm going one below that at Philip Forsberg. Okay. What's Philip Forsberg's prediction? I don't know. Oh, I thought you pulled up. I was looking at cap. I was looking at cap friendly. Uh, Philip Forsberg. If we were to get Philip Forsberg, uh, would be a seven-year deal at nine point four five eight. Sold. Let's go. Okay. Uh, he's a one year younger than yep. Johnny Gaudreau. He's twenty-seven. Uh, the second highest probability of Gaudreau's contract is a four-year term, nineteen percent possible of a four-year term at uh, ten point oh six. So Forsberg is still more favorable there. Um, Yeah, I take Philip Forsberg. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, any team in the league would take Philip Forsberg. And and Johnny Gaudreau. Get him out of fucking Trashville. I think Gaudreau is going to do whatever he can to re-sign in Calgary because they've got a fantastic roster set up there. They do. I can see Forsberg as much as I think there's been comments that he wants to stay and blah, blah, blah. Of all the guys I see walking away because of their situation, I see Forsberg hitting the free agent market. And if he does, I think Eiserman would be stupid not to be talking to him. Yeah. And, his and, and uh, Nashville would hang a banner when he leaves saying lost Philip Forsberg and with the data yep. underneath it. Uh, the other guys we were looking at, Vincent Trocek. So Vincent Trocek, 29 years old currently, predicted term of four years at 5.951. Do a four by six. Uh, yeah, that's about what it is. I mean, you could probably, it's Iserman. So let's say Three. four at five, seven, five. Sure. Whatever. And he fills in easily your second line center role. Uh, mm-hmm. the other one we were looking at, which actually projects out higher uh, is Ryan Strom. Strom, but that's at a seven year deal. They're predicting that mm-hmm. Ryan Strom will get a seven year deal at 7.15. And I'm no. not okay with that. No. Uh, Ryan Strom, his check we can get maybe get lucky with the hometown thing. Sure, his second highest probability. So Trocheck's second highest probability on a contract is four years, a twenty nine percent chance of a four year deal, at which he would be making five point nine five one. And Ryan Strom's second highest is a four year at six point seven zero six. And I mean, I'm, I would still rather have Trocheck over Strom, and it looks like he'd be the cheaper option anyways. I'd take it. You know what he's going to bring. Again, but actually, is, is Strom a right-handed shot, too? I don't remember. That'd be interesting. Uh, Vincent Trocek right now has a 21-22 war percentage of 43%. Oh. Ryan Strom's war is a 68. So that's probably why. Ryan Strom is phenomenal on the power play. Yes, uh, he is. Absolutely. He's on the, t- at least he was, on the top unit for the Rangers power play, which is one of the best in the league. Uh, he has an exit percentage rate of 93%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Like uh, he's out there on the ice with Zabinajed, Kreider, Panarin, Fox. Like that's the type of guys that they're putting him out there with. And he looks good doing it. Now, Trocek's power play percentage is an 87. So that's also not bad. Was um, he on their top power play unit? I would assume so. But. I would assume so also. Um, but Trocek, I think... I'll take him. I'll take, I mean, anything to sure up the second line center position because it is not pretty. Right. On like a nightly basis. So what about Um, Malkin? You want to know what Malkin's prediction would be? Sure. 
if he would sign. I don't think he's leaving, him. but it's fun to think about. He's also what 35, 36. He is 35. They have Evgeny Malkin. If he signs with a different team, a one-year deal at 2.944. 37% chance of a one-year deal at about 3 million. And that makes me go, okay. Uh, I would do that? Yeah, I would would hate myself forever, but I would do it. But he's not going to a team that's not going to be a playoff. Oh, here's going to be fun. Ready? Chris Letang. Oh, no. Chris Letang, who is also 35. Oh, they have his predicted term uh, three years at 8.467. Fuck that. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, Last one I got in here, P.K. Subban, because you mentioned him. Mm -hmm. A three-year deal at 3.815. I'd do two years at that. So on a two-year deal, they'd have him at 3.569. A 13% chance of a two-year deal. The second highest chance is a four-year deal at 4.446. I'd do two, 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 three would be pushing it. I would do no more than two with PK. Because he, I mean, he is 33, so you could do a two-year and take him to 35. That's where he starts probably signing one-year deals at that point. So think about what he could do offensively for a guy like Mo Sider. Think about how many people he could piss off. That too. Because he pissed everybody off this season. Fans and players alike. But he is so fun to watch when he's doing broadcast type work or just on being recorded in general. He is a hundred percent going to be the Kevin Weeks type guy when he retires. Oh, he's gonna be breaking oh, yeah. trades. He's gonna be messing around with people. He's gonna be yucking it up with with Biz and Gretzky in the. In the I, studio. I say, as long as he's on TNT, because they have put themselves far and above their broadcasts are phenomenal ESPN. Oh, they're, they've got the Colorado Edmonton series, which it's three, nothing Colorado, which is the first time I've checked it all day, even though it's been on the background, but no, they're the TNT coverage is so much fun. Would you have ever thought that ESPNs would be worse? No, it feels like ESPN took on a bunch of people from NBC and they didn't realize that no one liked the NBC broadcast. <laughs> Like that was the number one reason we were rooting for ESPN because we hated yeah. the NBC broadcast. Because weird, they took they put a their their score ticker has no shots. Yes, NBC never posted how many shots there were. I have it, a gripe it's just been, though. I have a gripe. Uh, I like to watch shows with captions on, and when you are watching the, I'm on Fire TV on my AT and T streaming TV. Whatever. Sound like is, my in laws. The captions go over the bug uh-huh so i can't see what the score is how many shots are how much time is left or what period they're in i mean you know tvs have volume right i do but i like to also be able to read my stuff i watch anime ryan and a lot of it is in <laughs> japanese therefore i don't know what they're <laughs> saying unless i read it so i've become accustomed but to reading isn't things the captions already there though what do you mean so you have the captions on top of the captions when you're watching anime? No. So I just put captions on for regular TV too. And sometimes I have to have the TV quieter because the kids are sleeping and I don't want to wake them up and I'm in the living room. So I read things. So it's it's just a whole thing. And that's got to be a problem for people that are actually deaf, Ryan. Well, you're not deaf. I'm not. But I'm going to stump for this because what the fuck? Why can't now? The easiest fix for that is just give me an option to re- relocate the captions to the bottom of the screen. Now, that's fair. That is a my, fair gripe. 
my that actual cable box does that. It'll say, "Would you? Where do you want the captions to go?" But streaming on the Fire Stick does not let me do that. So oh, that's okay. my rant about AT and T being shitty because I've been fighting with them for the past month. But I finally got my new router. They put the new oh, router good. in the one they said they were going. Yeah, to Yeah, you haven't actually fallen off. This is the first episode I think I've been a part of where you haven't just stopped working in the middle of it. Wi-Fi six is a fucking dream, Ryan. We're going to oh, do final thoughts and then we're going to sign off for tonight. So proud of you. Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's I've been watching hockey when I can. Like I said, I mean, I wasn't here last week because softball has just kind of taken things over. It's that time of year. Um, which is, it's been fantastic. My daughter's doing well. Their team, her team's doing well. It's a nine, it's they're nine and 10 years old. So it's a lot of fun right now because they're learning and getting through it. But did you freeze or is no, your face I'm just, reading oh, you were responses. looking down. I was like, God damn it. We talked about stupid it responses. Um, but no, it's, it's, uh, I haven't been too fully engaged in what's been going on in the playoffs. Like, if it's not after nine o'clock. So it's nice to have the next several days off to kind of unwind because the next three weeks are going to be pretty crazy. But I mean, it's as a wings fan. And I think we've talked about this over the last couple of years, this is the time where you look at these teams and you figure out where the, I mean, we know the wings need to improve, but you watch these teams and see what they have and where, what Detroit has in comparison. There's, Yes, there's the superstar aspect in, in several of them, but we we aren't that far removed from being able to say that we're watching playoff hockey again. And when it's but with the the Red Wings involved, so a lot needs to change. A lot needs to happen. The change has started. We'll see what a new coach can do for this team whenever that's finally announced. Hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. But I will say as a whole, these playoffs have been fantastic. So if you aren't watching them for whatever reason and listening to us, you probably should go turn it on because even though the ESPN coverage has been whatever, they're now to now that it's in the final four, they've got their top commentators on for both ESPN and TNT TBS. Get on there, watch it. These cups, this cup final is going to be whoever it is, there's it's going to be high action. High, I would hope high scoring because of the offenses involved, but whatever. So off my high horse, hockey's still fun. Red Wings land. It's those that better. hate Dylan Larkin, giant middle finger to you. And those that watch the YouTube <laughs> like video, enjoy this, like this every week. We shouldn't have to, but we fucking do. And I'm going to say it again. So but other than that, already around 33. Uh, my final thoughts are going to be check out our website. Go to grindlinepodcast.com. It's a fun, nice website, by the way. I haven't actually Thank given you. you the proper kudos. Yeah. Well done. Well and done. I fixed our blog feed, I think. So Did we you? get Yeah. If you want your blog featured on our website, let us know. But it, it syndicates content from uh, Devin over at the Hockey Writers. Syndicates content from him. Everything. Yeah. Everything from Wing Motown. Uh, we got Octopus Thrower on New there. Speed. Yep, newsfeed is just blogs that I like. Oh, and it's you got winging a boat. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. No shit, yeah, it's pretty. That's what two hundred dollars will get you, Ryan. <laughs> but, is that what that was on? Yeah, I wonder yep. what it was. And then I had to go through and figure it all out. And it's, I think it's good now. But yeah, we syndicate blog content there from all the places that we follow. Really, uh, yeah. So go check it out. I've got all my graphics on there and a bunch of fun stuff. And we'll probably be doing giveaways through our website and stuff too at some point. So go check it out. Uh, YouTube, go sub to us on YouTube. Our jumps have, our uh, views have jumped pretty significantly in the past week. 
So go sub to us there. You can see if you are listening to this, not on YouTube, you can see our beautiful faces. Uh, and the, the audio is actually like unedited there. So you get all our ums and uhs and stutters and breaks, which is <laughs> fantastic. People love seeing those. Um, but go check it out there. We love to give a shout out to Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit gear from. Vintage Detroit, they're amazing. It's as close to 100% authentic as you are going to get. Uh, go check out Manscaped, like we had said, manscaped.com. Use the promo code so Garland, get 20% good. off plus free shipping. Use that same promo code on Bring Hockey Back to get 12% off and on Howie's Hockey Tape to get 10% off. Uh, we can also check out our merch at redbubble.com. If you actually go to our website, there's a merch link there that has some of our top selling stuff on it and a link to our full shop. So you can mm-hmm. go see it there. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy hiked down. <laughs>